0: Hello, everyone. I am Summer from 2BS Health Sciences.
1: And I'm Joey from 1BS Psychology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Speak Out 2023.
0: Wow, it's 2023 na. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Speak Out for 2023.
1: It's so exciting. And since it's been a long time since we last talked here in Speak Out, let's have a recap of our first few episodes. During our first and second episodes, we talked about the on-site events happening that week, namely Speed Week and Spin-Off. And for our third episode, we talked about the diversity spectrum
0: with a guest speaker outside the Ateneo community. We really missed having everyone back here, but here we are. Yeah, we did. But again, before we start,
1: what is Speak Out about nga pala, Joey? Oh, yes, of course. Speak Out is the official podcast of Ateneo Speed. This year with the theme going beyond the know, it aims to teach the Ateneo community more about the disability sector and to promote inclusivity. Here, our speakers would delve into their stories and experiences involving the sector.
0: Ayon, thank you for the refresher, Joey. Now, let's introduce what today's episode has in store for us. So for today's episode, we will be talking about the importance of having access to therapy for PWDs. And today, we'll be talking about this all while addressing the common question and concerns that we usually hear.
1: That's a very interesting topic, Summer. And it's also important to discuss since many people have been wandering around with some questions surrounding the area of therapy. Kaya, for today, we will be joined by a very special guest.
0: Yes, so let me introduce our speaker. He is a psychologist and the director of the Director of Loyola School's Office of Guidance and Counseling. Here with us today is Mr. Gary Faustino. Everyone, let us give him a
1: warm welcome.
2: Good day, everyone.
1: Hello, sir. We're very grateful that you can spare some time to be with us today. Before we start, can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Okay, as mentioned, I'm Gary Faustino. I'm the director of the Real Real School's Office of Guidance and Counseling, and I've been here since 2016. I'm also a consultant with counseling consultant with our psychosocial and psychology services and an associate with the Center for Nations. Oh, so I am also part of the faculty of the Center.
0: Okay, that's so great. Thank you for joining us here today, Sir Gary. But before we start, maybe we can have a quick vibe check. Um, how are you doing, sir? And maybe you can share what made you choose psychology as a path.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a long story, but I'm okay. I'm fine with this present, say, vocation that I have. It's a ministry, and uh, prior to this, my background, by the way, is industrial engineering, and I do have an MBA. And then I had to, because of changes in the course of my life, I went into pastoral ministry, and then eventually to counseling psychology. as a matter of calling. You know, so I saw the need for For to augment the spirituality that I had with something more concrete and something more practical, I guess. Something that I'd be able to help people with clarify their minds and be able to relate to God more.
1: We're so happy to have you here then, sir. And so we let's go on a bit to some of the questions. As therapy is the main focus of our upcoming Sprout project, we want to start off by asking how the current state of accessibility of various therapies is for people in the country in general, especially for PWDs. Would you say, Paul, that these are very much accessible in terms of both cost and abundance?
2: No, I don't think so. When you say accessibility, are there enough professionals for the current trends in mental health illnesses for mental health concerns? I don't think so. In a conference it was stated that there are zero the point four psychiatrists to every one hundred thousand Filipinos and one psychologist for every one hundred thousand Filipinos. So you can see the disparity and the difference in proportion. That's why it's very hard right now to actually get an appointment with a psychiatrist. It will take you months before you can set an appointment. And you're lucky if you are able to book one. When I started up in OGC, we could actually book a psychiatrist in a week or two. Now it'll take you months. Okay. And so that's one. The other would be psychologists. So again, and uh, these are the people who do the psychotherapy and, uh, and the access is very much one thing. We have a third of psychologists and uh, even our offices in need of more psychologists and guidance counselors to be able to be able to make a present on human uh, resource complement. And because of this, the demand is high and we're told that in Some WHO figures that 10 to 20% of the population will have mental health concerns. And so, given the demand, okay, and the supply, you will see that the prices of consultations have gone up and uh, it has become very expensive to actually do consultation. Of course, you may find an occasional here and there charitable institution. you know, serve uh, people who are doing it and cannot afford the, the treatment, but most of the time it's really expensive.
0: I see. Thank you for sharing that, sir. But with regards to that, would you be able to tell us if PWDs are being prioritized in terms of giving the access to therapy, maybe here in Atenea or in general?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in Atenea because we, we believe it for the needs. And uh the posture has always
0: been to take
2: care of the student. So much so that, you know, you had extended sessions with students, unlike in other schools, like I do know a school because of the proportion of counsellors to students is kind of low, like one is six thousand. I won't mention the school anymore pretty much a balance, it. it's, like it's like a revolving door. So you come in 15 minutes and you're out in 15 minutes. Okay, so it's something that it's not, you're not able to really care for the person in the deep way. In here, in OGC, we take care of you from first year all the way to fourth year and even fifth year. And sometimes we extend a bit even into graduate school, depending on your situation. So unless you change counselors, you're basically with someone who knows you and stays with you for as long as you need that person. Of course, there are those who don't need to actually come here, but again, it is worthwhile to occasionally come and just bounce off stories or whatever, just be able to talk and see how you're doing. So the counselor gets to know you at least one session or two in your whole life in the college. So we do pay special attention to and Anthony has come out with university protocols and policies on mental health. So I think we can be proud that we do pay attention to this part of of, uh, taking care of the body.
1: Thank you for your answer, sir. It's nice to know that at least within Ateneo, the students, especially those who may have disabilities, are being given attention to in therapy. But I would also like to ask, sir, if outside of Ateneo, in the general field of therapy in the Philippines, do other PWDs have the priority for therapy?
2: Well, I think we're trying to move in that direction outside of Ateneo. Uh, I think the country, first and foremost, Senator Rondi is... Primary component in the moving the mental health law, and so it is now a law. And so all the schools have to try to beef up their their complement as far as therapy or counseling is concerned on mental health. So so that they could keep, you know abide by the law. But then again. We are still a third world country. We're not be able to actually have a market, and so that's why the prices are going up, and the, the fees are going up, and the demand is greater. So we need to educate more, uh, train more, and be able to actually handle those, especially those in the fringes of the cities, those in the provinces, where people probably have a wrong concept of uh, mental health. They have uh, they still bear the stigma. yeah uh, if you do have you know manifest mental health you your deed is crazy and there's the stigma here. In some places I know some years back they would they would uh cage someone with schizophrenia because uh, they don't know how to handle it. And I been really but because if you actually administer medicine that those people can actually live normal lives. So those are things that are unknown to a lot of areas in the people and we still have to reach out to them. So if you're a policy mayor in, in government, this is something that you probably have to focus on in terms of budget and the so that you're able to reach out. So, but even then, like for example, we still have to educate a good number of people, uh, faculty and students alike that, Mental health is something that is, say, common. We all have mental health issues, okay. Some more severe than others. Okay, but the thing is not to shy away from it, but just be comfortable with it. It's something that happens, and we have to seek help when we need to. And the reason that a good number haven't really been addressed is they are scared of one getting the stigma to it's out of ignorance as to what it is and what can be done. So these are things that we continue to educate people with. And there are a lot of groups here in the Avenue that are trying to do that. Outside of the Avenue there are the schools also you know, and also the government institutions are trying to work that. So it's really an all out effort, it's a community effort that can be done by just, for example, an office line guidance and counseling to do the work. You need the faculty, you need the staff, you need the students to be working at, at, at it and watch out for it. Of course, when you speak about the outside world, you need the guys, to work on it, the police also to know about it. And so the emergency people in the hospitals, well, the hospitals are normally well-awaited about these things, but everyone else has to know about it because it's a growing concern and it builds up. Okay, so and that's why I guess they had to push for the mental health law.
0: Thank you so much for that, sir. Can you expound on the therapy in our country, maybe with regards to before and now with the new policies?
2: Oh, and when you speak of therapy, if you're look, looking at the technical side, counseling is different from therapy. Okay. And so when you talk about real therapy, psychotherapy, you should be done by psychologists and the psychiatrists. Although the psychiatrists in this country do very minimal by practice, not by my observation at least, do very minimal talk therapy. So they are more of a approach. And accessibility is not that wide because, as I said earlier, in terms of resource There's a limited supply of psychiatrists. It's 0.4 to every 100,000 Filipinos. So that's uh, the concern. And, uh, in terms of psychotherapy, that's a talk therapy issue. Psychologists do that. The ratio is one is to 100,000, especially during the pandemic when there was a rise in, in concerns, in mental health concerns. Unlike before, it's so easy to book an appointment with clinic. Psychological Services Clinic. After during the pandemic it was becoming more difficult. It was online for so one And then suddenly there we were a good number of people going through. I guess you know that the stress of COVID was actually creeping into households and people, so and thus there was a real demand. So the existing human resource complement tries to address the concern. And I think government is also trying to address the concern with the law that's been uh, made and being implemented. However, there's a lag time within the law, which is just recent because it's not as if we can actually pull psychologists and psychotherapists and psychiatrists out of, a, you know, out of the hat and voila, you know, it takes time to, to train them. Okay, and so, and it's also a calling, it's not for everyone, so it's a, uh, it's not an easy job, I mean, I mean if you've been exposed to, to these things, you yeah, know, it's not an easy job. So, that's the challenge that we're facing as a country, as a society, even since school, because of the plan and they need the resources to back you up. So, that's the the thing that we're faced with, the challenge of supply and demand, we're trying to meet it as, uh, as uh, best as we can. In the afternoon, we're trying to bring that ratio closer to, the, uh, to what we want, which is good us matters. But again, because of the supply, we're not, we're not getting as many counselors as we need want.
0: I see, sir. Really, we hope that we can really make therapy more accessible in our country. And I think that is what our project Sprout aims for. But moving on, actually, we realize that many PWDs end up with the struggle of not really knowing the process that they have to undergo or how can they get this certain therapy or what therapy they need. So we would like to ask you if you could share maybe the different types of therapies available to PWDs especially maybe certain types that people don't really know of because people just say therapy, but maybe what specific therapy are there for them?
2: Okay, so let's probably look at it in a more holistic approach and which probably will help you address the different stages and which we need both and both therapy. Okay, so we, we follow a model you know, or let's say it's a framework that we follow here in the university where we call it, prim- it's pattern it's after the medical model. We have primary primary care, secondary care, and tertiary care. So in primary care, and this is probably where the bigger population is, uh, can be addressed. And I say the bigger population. Let's take you know, So I can't speak for the outside world, but in Ateneo, for example, there are schools now. We want to be able to live in the pod, you know, developing concerns among the students. When they have a venue, you know, they can plant, they can vent out, they can talk to people, we can listen to them and be heard in a deep way, in a very personal way. The problem that I have experienced all these years that I've been working OGC is the student does not know. And I just speak generally of course, know how to listen to where people are at when they try to strike a conversation, a deep conversation or what's going on inside of them. Like to be so, it takes a little bit of a certain kind of presence among people to be able to do that. And so it takes a bit of training and also self-integration self if you want to put it that way. So it's, it's very important that that happens. And so not everyone is... You know, in the 20, 10 to 20%. So you still have the 80%, 90% out there who are living you know, without too much of a severity in their mental health concerns. And you don't want that to be intensify or accelerate. And thus, providing peer groups at the primary care level is VA. So that's what we're trying to do. And that's why we're working with the Commission on Mental Health of San Juan so that they can form groups When they can actually, they are trained to listen first and foremost and secondly to detect. So when you say therapy, therapy can be in terms of a therapeutic relationship in such a way that the group is not just a social group. It's a group where you can actually relate to people and in the process of relating, their presence are felt and uh, there's a healing that happens because people affirm them for their humanity, affirm them for the problems that they're experiencing. Affirm them for what's going on in their lives. And that's the most important thing because that's 80 to 90% of the population. Now, in the process of joining those groups, then the discussion leaders are also trained to detect, okay, to detect those people who are probably undergoing some deeper concerns and more chronic concerns or more serious concerns. And then they can refer to a Secondary care, and that is the Office of Guidance and Counseling. Okay, so you will need a counselor for that. You will need probably a psychotherapist for that. And in our team, we can actually refer, if it is more complicated than usual, to outside parties, outside service providers. But uh, the way things are right now, that may be a challenge, like I said, the supply and demand. Okay, so, but then again, we will try to handle it here. That's secondary care. Now, sometimes it's more severe than usual. So when we speak about secondary care, that takes about one to five sessions. Sometimes all you need is to be able to vent, and that's it. Sometimes it'll take more than just an hour, maybe a series of sessions, maybe up to five, and then you get to clarify your thoughts in the process. Now, there are those who may need more than five, maybe even 10, maybe even more, Okay, and be constantly monitored. Usually, those are people that we need to refer outside if we cannot handle it anymore because of our own compliment or because of the severity, then they would need one. The primary care, or the, I'm sorry, the tertiary care, which is the psychiatrist. So, the therapy is pharmacological. So, it's in the involvement of already medications and sometimes confinement. And sometimes more serious psychotherapy, prolonged, protracted same kind of psychotherapy. So it's long term, okay? And so that one is the more serious type. Okay? It's like being sent to the hospital already in terms of physical what ailments. The primary care is just first aid, you, you know, for lack of interventions, just trying try to imagine what primary care is all about. Secondary would be more what clinical a bit, but not yet. And tertiary is clinical. So that's in a nutshell without going into the technicalities of therapy, but just going through the stages, I think you have an idea of what kind of treatment people really need, okay? And uh, usually, sometimes, people just need them listening here to be able to go through and fix whatever is going in their minds. And if that doesn't work on the, uh, the primary care, then when you go secondary, you refer. So uh, you need a professional to do that. So even at that, um, there's a limited uh, number of sessions for them. Then if we at this stage, something that occurred of care in the when we refer to the tertiary, if it's more serious then we can um, I hope that's helpful.
1: Thank you so much, sir, for sharing with us all of the information about the different levels of therapies. And just knowing them is a big help. So last question to wrap up this discussion why is therapy important to you and why is it something we should all advocate for?
2: Okay, so the reason we need therapy is sometimes we, and I speak of mental, we have gotten things wrong, okay? One, it can be organic, meaning you were born with it, you developmentally, you had a predisposition for it or developmentally, your wiring was different and that's, it behaviorally, it manifests. Okay, and thus the therapy will help you cope with society, with the way things are, the way we build our norms, so that you can actually adapt to it and adapt very well and be productive in society. Now, there are those that are say ingrained or say learned, some more appropriate term, or even exposed to unnecessarily or unwittingly. To certain events or a series of events or prolonged influence. Okay. So much so that it changes the brain structure, the way our chemistry inside. So there's a physiological part to it. But if it prevails, I would consider it, you know, there's, if you're familiar with computers, there is the software, there's the hardware. So you can say that the software is the the program and the hardware will be the way. Now, because they work together in our case, and sometimes the software will turn, will change the hardware, or the hardware can actually influence the software. So it's very important that the software and the hardware are both in order, in good functioning levels, so that you can face, you know, the person giving both will be able to be productive, that he can work out the challenges that he's faced with, that he can relate to people in a very amiable way without what, fighting, without confusing, without hurting himself, or even seeing himself as less than the other person. And those are sometimes how we were programmed, that's the software, or there is something in the hardware that was wired differently As we were conceived, and that's one affects the other. It's an integrated body. So, that lack of this lack of integration is in need of therapy, right? So, if you have a wound, there's a break. So, the way to deal with the wound is to have it addressed, at least a primary care mandate. A bigger wound would be probably a minor surgery, secondary care. I don't know, that might be a clinical setting. I don't know. And of course, a large wound would be tertiary, more serious, one, it probably goes to the operating room or hospital because you want to heal, you want to be able to function, you want to be well again. So that's the whole idea of wellness for us to be able to be functioning and actualizing individuals that we meet what we were called to be. And not be hindered by unfreedoms, you can call it that way, or hindrances to our own ability to do what we want to. And that takes self-essential and logical healing.
1: Hopefully, our listeners see more of the importance of providing therapy, especially free therapy for PWDs. And I also hope that it inspires others to do the same on a bigger scale.
0: Yeah, and thank you also for sharing, sir, the various therapies available to the PWDs as well to the general public. To just be informed of this is really, really a big help to all of us as it serves as a kind of like a health tip to stay healthy every day, of course, because mental health is very important.
1: Your answers were all wonderful, sir, and we hope our listeners were able to pick up a few things about therapy, the different levels, and why it's so important that we pay attention to this aspect of our lives.
0: Yes, Joey. I really also would like to remind our listeners to always remember that we kind of all have an active role in giving PWDs a more comfortable life, whether that is simply helping them with their everyday tasks or participating in big projects such as Sprout happening this April 2023. So keep an eye out for that. Let's always remember to go beyond the know and live as best as we can for the PWDs. Before we end, we'd be grateful to receive your support by following Ateneo Speed's social media platforms at Ateneo Speed on Facebook and Twitter and at Ateneo speed underscore on Instagram and speak out on Spotify so you can be up to speed on our future episodes and other org initiatives.
1: Well said, Summer, and I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode of Speak Out, and I am excited to see the success of Sprout coming soon. Thank you for tuning in as always, and once again, we are Joey and Summer, your hosts for today. We hope you join us at our next episode, and of course, see you at Sprout. Enjoy the rest of your days.